Welcome to Inspired Insights, where we share our conversations with industry experts as we give insight into workforce trends and changes impacting HR and financial professionals. We will cover everything from employee engagement to compliance and regulations impacting your workforce success. Hello, everybody on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Um, Does Twitter still exist for now? Um, And Facebook. Actually, Twitter and Facebook both announced major, major layoffs. Twitter already did theirs. Facebook just announced the layoff of 11,000 people, I think. Definitely topical Mm -hmm. for for what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, But (laughs) don't want to spoil where we're going. But um, uh, you are in for a treat today because we are here with Brian Gorman. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's water cooler. I'm sorry, my voice is sort of in and out today. <clears throat> so I'm unfortunately going to have to let my guests do some of the talking. So, you know, <laughs> no pressure, Brian. Um, no, not Brian, at all. <laughs> Brian has worked in the human resource industry for 22 years. Uh, He's occupied a variety of sales and sales leadership roles where his job is to basically get in the head of people, understand their pain points and what you in HR need. Is that is that an accurate characterization, Brian? That that is, David. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me on. I think it's a it's a treat to be on your show. I know you've been on uh, my podcast a couple of times and and enjoyed having um you on and, and uh, have a great deal of respect for you and and very much looking forward to our conversation today. Thank you, Brian. Me too. Mm-hmm. I thought this, so I thought you'd be the perfect guest to specifically talk about this topic. I knew you'd be a perfect guest, but, uh, <laughs> but regarding the topic, this seems like the perfect topic to discuss with you when we talk about these post-pandemic trends in HR, um, sure. namely because of how long you've been in the industry and because your finger is on the pulse of industry um, just by nature of what you do. Um, Brian now is the director of sales and marketing at TruePay Corporation um, in Mishawaka, Indiana. Is that right? Got that right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So thank you so much. Pass the test. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, as you know, I have a test for you, right? Sure. So this is where we start with the six and 60. Um, If you are at home, you can play along as well. Uh, If you're live streaming this or watching the replay, um, go ahead and answer these questions as well. All right, Brian, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. What is one thing that you would like to see stick around after this pandemic? I think um, a lot of the virtual things that we're still doing, as far as like meetings, for example, I know from a sales perspective, doing things like this, and then also doing things like online demos are very helpful as well. So I think being able to continue to do online work in some capacity is is, is something that I think should stay around. Great. When you're feeling overwhelmed or burned out, what do you do to reset and recharge? Workout, workout, lift weights. Uh, boot camp classes, spin classes. That's that's it. That's my. All right. Too. So speaking of working out, I'm going to out you 
as a little league like world champion, not quite champion, mm. but almost, right? You made it to the championship game in the US. Um and only Irvine, California beat you, which is why you're Correct. not playing in the majors today. Um, what is <laughs> one um lesson that you learned from that experience? Oh man. I think it that's a great question, but I think um perseverance, tenacity, maybe I'll give you two. I think um, just being able to, you don't really understand when you're 12, you know, going through that in, in that process, you're kind of looking back on it. You're like, wow, we had a, just a great group of guys and, and worked hard and, and uh, persevered through um, an entire summer. And, and again, this was back before, you know, I, I think I mentioned our, our questions before um, as far as ESPN and Sports Center wasn't even it was barely a thing at that point. But we were able to be on there as kids, and we still I think I still have it on VHS, um, the recording of all of that. So VHS even still around in some capacity. I'm not even sure I can play it back. Right? I think it's how do I even get to be able to play it back anymore? But um, you know, I think that that's those are the two lessons being able to um, now relate that back to you know being um, in, in my role and just just sports in general, just that competitiveness that tenacity that being able to um just continue to move move forward in, in what you're doing wow i think that those are traits that are so important for everyone now and certainly have always been extremely important in sales uh i could i could definitely see that um give us one mm -hmm. notable trait of your favorite boss of all time oh favorite boss of all time oh i think um the the the, the, the ability to listen I think, and I was going to talk a little bit about that today too, but I think that's just being able to um, to listen and um, kind of just be in the trenches with you. I think that was that was very important. Looking back on on who that person was, just uh, um, you felt like they were a partner in what you were doing, and less of a boss, but more like, hey, I'm going to come alongside you. We're in this together, and we're going to um, you know work together to having you know the outcome we both you know desire but i think it's just being hey i'm a, I'm a partner with you and i am someone that's going to be on your team on your side but lived it out just didn't talk it but lived it out it's that collaborate that collaborative nature mm -hmm. uh with a give and take i love i love it um best piece of advice or wisdom you've ever been given Whew. um i think it would be um just stay the course. I think. I think a lot. Of, a lot of times we are get um, uh, kind of reactive to things. I think being proactive in a lot of ways is, is very helpful, and you know, maybe being able to um, look at situations and oh, uh, just just see how you can be proactive instead of being reactive. I think those are just from an advice standpoint. Those are um, that's that's something I've, I've always kind of taken with me. And in five words or less. What is the meaning of life? Oh, I, I, yeah, I didn't get these ahead of time. Yeah, I'm here dude. to challenge you. Um, <laughs> oh, it's um, it's to it's. I think it honestly. I think it's to um, serve others. I think it's right. it's just to be um, and whatever whatever you're doing, whether it's uh, you know a sales and marketing role, whether it's um, I have a daughter who's a nurse. I think it's. You know, it's just um, serving others in whatever capacity that you're doing, putting others first, I think is um, is really what the meaning is and, and putting yourself, um, you know, maybe second, third, you know, as opposed to, 
you know, leading with yourself, put others first. Well said. You completely flunked the test of doing all that in 60 seconds. Oh, but well, you said you said I would because I think, I think <laughs> everyone else has as well. <laughs> it's true. But I think that, that those answers were well worth it. Um, really, Good. really well thought out. I, I love it. Um, so I guess we need to start by understanding more about you. Could you tell us your yeah. origin story? Like, how did you get here with True Pay? How did you get sort of yeah. swept up in the HR ecosystem? Um, how did that all happen for you? How do you go from yeah, so Little League Baseball to True Pay? <laughs> well, my first my first role out of out, out of school was more of a sports role. So I uh, um, took a job um, at the College Football Hall of Fame that used to be in South Bend, Indiana, um, which is where we're located, right outside of South Bend. But um, we uh, took a marketing role there, and um, that was something that we that I really enjoyed. It was a, it was a role that was you're meeting, you know, a lot of um, famous sports people that would come visit out of the blue and, and was really cool and just a really awesome opportunity. Um, but at that point in our lives, it was just um, wanting to get into more of a sales role. So I actually applied to a, um, to an HR payroll company, not knowing really what it was, um, by, and an ad in the paper. I mean, if you still remember, you know, I get your jobs, look for your, your the classifieds, right? <laughs> Um, so I applied for a job, went on a vacation, came back, had a, a voicemail to respond to, Hey, we've got your resume. We'd love to have a conversation with you. And, um, long story short, I ended up, um, working with them for, um, several years. Uh, part of our division was sold off to another payroll HR company, ended up connecting with a good friend, a mentor of mine that used to work at TruePay and, and we connected and, um, they had a sales role open there. And I worked uh, at TruePay from 2008 to 2016, uh, where I actually left TruePay and went and took a management role that um, um, I wanted to be in at the time uh, and uh, left and spent five years at a company um, over in Elkhart, Indiana, and uh, left there um, when the company had some issues. And I um, ended up back here as I stayed in touch with one of the owners of true pay and he's like hey we'd love to have you back and uh, ended up uh, um, coming back and uh, right after the pandemic so um, right um about Are, 20, summer of 2021 that great resignation back, wave. Is that right? uh, yeah i think so it wasn't more of, yeah yeah i would i would have to say that was the case yeah it was more of um you know you could we were going back into the office kind of the shift of being from for me anyway it was more of a shift back into the office um so it was something that i uh uh, took advantage of and knew the people really well uh, and wanted just to be back in the back back at that organization. So that's how I ended up back here. Great. So are you working in the office now? Is that you know what? That's a that's a great question. Um, it's I'd say 80 percent back in the office. Um, it, it, we're a smaller group. We're about 50 employees, um, but we do have remote employees. But I think it's more of um, I'm just one that likes the the office it better uh, now i know i would i would say though that like i mentioned earlier there are some parts of like in the sales process where something like an online demo or um jumping online to go over a proposal or something like that works extremely well that you can do from anywhere right but i think it's um we're just kind of seeing where hey if you want to be at home great if you want to be in the office that's great too um but we, we, we see both and um 
for me personally, it's it's more of being back in the office. Okay, so we've been dancing around things like the great resignation and yeah. flexible work. I I assume these are some of the trends you're seeing, but what are the main trends uh, you're seeing as you interact with HR professionals from all over Indiana, right? At least, yeah, um, yeah. What 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 are some of the trends that you're that you're seeing right now? Um, you know, post pandemic and and even more specifically now, because it seems like things are changing once a quarter. It seems like we're talking about something brand oh, new. No, you're absolutely right, and I, I think you know I, I'm, you're an expert in, in this in this field too. But I think uh, burnout. I think it's something that we're still seeing, and I think that it's something that um, we are uh, as a as a industry, and I think just as an economy trying to figure it out because I think a lot of people are, are burned out. Um, and I, even from, from, you know, my own perspective, I think in a lot of ways you're, you're constantly on the go. And I think with, with the pandemic, with these tools and being you know, online and, you know, and working from home, I think that, uh, you know, I can see why people are burned out because you, you just, um, you know, you kind of work through your lunch, you kind of just run and grab lunch and bring it back. And, you know, you, you work till six, six thirty seven o'clock at night thinking, Cause I just, I've been in my office at home, so I might as well just keep working. Right. So I think in, it's just hard to, um, and I've seen HR directors talk about this where they, they see employees just hey, to take time for yourself, you know, put yourself first and, and sometimes it's, it's okay to do that. But I think it comes back to communication. I think it comes back to, you know, some people think, think it's not okay to do that. You know, are they watching me? Are they monitoring what I'm doing? Are, are you know, is upper management looking at how, many, how much time I'm spending logged into the, you know, um, the computer? And I think that um, it's it's got to be communicated from the top that, hey, it's okay, you know, go for a walk or, you know, take it out of yourself or, and, and it's okay. And, and I think that's, that's a huge part of that too. I think it can really help with the burnout if management is communicating that well. And, and kind of standing behind their employees and saying, "Hey, you know, do that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, and and they need to be believed, right? I I don't know how right. if you've been seeing the same thing, but as I work a lot with HR professionals, as you do, um, a lot of them are very much on board with the importance of um, of the the mental health and flexibility of of their employees." and preventing burnout mm -hmm. for their employees, but they abuse themselves and they don't, they're not protecting themselves from burnout. Have you seen this at all through your HR clients and, oh. and other leaders? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would hundred percent agree with you. And it can be as simple as doing something like, um, and I'm speaking for what we kind of did here at TruePay. Well, we've done, um, we had like a, um, an Olympics and we had, uh, we're lucky enough to have a break room where we have a ping pong table and a dartboard and a, a foosball table. And, you know, we're encouraged to use that throughout the day and stuff. But we actually, you know, took a time and, and all of us got together and did like a, you know, uh, an Olympic um, a triathlon where we did ping pong. Uh, and then you can kind of see um, a bracket where people were in the, in the uh -huh. process and, and who, who you're going to play next. And it just got to be really fun. And it kind of really helped us as a group. Um, kind of avoid that burnout a little bit and kind of take a break um, and just do that. So um, things like that, that HR can encourage, not our HR group, that was their idea. And it was a fantastic um, uh, thing that we did here at TruePay and, and uh, 
Um, just it brought as camaraderie, time with your colleagues, um, and just you know people were talking smack. It was just a fun time um, to, as a group. And I think that you're right, and everybody took advantage of that. Management, all of us, um, took the took the um, the, the time to do that. So I think that yeah, I've seen um, to your to your point, David. I think that you're right. I think it's um, man, management's not really taking the time to do that, and they, they should as well. Um, yeah, I yeah. would agree. I think it would send a very different message if they set that up and management wasn't there. Right. That would, mm -hmm. that would have been a yeah. totally different story. Um, mm -hmm. But, but oftentimes I see that dynamic, which is why we see middle management burning out more than anybody. And they don't really have the mm -hmm. resources given to them that we invest in other people. Um, right. So, but here's another question. So you said that people are working, um, as remote as they feel like really in your organization, right? You want to feel yeah. like work from home right. if you want to. So when something like this is happening, you have this Olympic challenge. Um, right. What about the people that are at home? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's, we encourage those that were local to come in. And I think it's part of um, a little bit of a challenge where you weren't able to really get the people that lived in like Texas, for example, to come in and, you know, fly them in to play ping pong and fly them out. You know, it's our, that's something we didn't, we didn't do. But I think to your point, I think it's, um, we were still able to get them to um, do some things with, with, with the group. But um, if they weren't able to be on site, it'd be hard to participate in something like that. But that's a great, a great question. But they were acknowledged as well. And, and we're able to, um, you know, still at least participate in different things. And we've done, you know, things like um, your happy hours and, and taking time to do like uh uh, different games at the end of a week, uh, jumping online and, and just doing, you know, things like that, which brings all of us together. Um, yeah. And I think organizations that do that, you're just, you're going to boost morale. I think at the end of the day, you're just going to do that, which I think all of us really, really need. Um, it's yeah. just a chance to all collaborate, get together um, and have our moods and our spirits kind of, you know, brought up as well. Yeah. I, so it's interesting because the other day I was speaking with somebody who has flown across the country for a company retreat. So they flew mm. this individual out and they had a three-day retreat and they had all sorts of activities and games and learning and development and team building. And he was so upset. Turns out the guy is a major introvert. And even more than that, mm. like so many of us, um, when the pandemic happened and everybody went home and really rethought the role that work plays in their life, he was very clear that work is where he makes his paycheck and he'll do really mm. good work and invest the time mm. into that work. But he doesn't want this force-fed culture, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, are you... I'm seeing a lot of this culture that now, because people are at home, it's sort of force fed to us because we know how important culture is. But then there's like this, this shift where before we weren't giving enough culture and now people are like, let me just do the work and you're pulling them in. <laughs> right. And so That's a good this, point. Yeah. Sort of this, this flip flop. Have you found almost too much culture, right? Right. Has, <laughs> Have you or does TruePay sort of offer solutions in ways of how to um, 
connect with those people who are working from home. Help your clients sort of connect with them a little bit better without without them needing to come into the office or to build the team. And, oh, and oh sure. Yeah, so we, we offer a full um, uh, HCM platform where we're able to you know manage payroll, HR, time and attendance solutions um, throughout a you know, single login platform. But um, to your point about employee, it's employee engagement, right? So how can an employee be engaged in, and you know, through um, the, our, our our solution, they are able to to look at things that um, you know, have access to a company hub, where they can see what's going on in the organization. If they have certain events that are coming up, they can see what's coming up. Uh, they can sign up for those types of things uh, immediately um, throughout the through the system. They can you know do things like sign up for benefits and have that conversation with their spouse, significant other about which benefit plan they should do that. And they can do it in the comfort of their home, right? They don't have to go in or they could they really be anywhere and have those conversations that are you know, extremely important um, and you have those at your convenience, right? And you can, you can do that whatever you'd like to and or even using an app to do those kinds of things as well. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's hugely important to put the technology in the employee's hands. It is an employee-centric world right now and I think that um, the better the employee experience, I think the better off the organization's gonna be uh, as well. I think it's critically important to be able to to have those those solutions that uh, um, that make a difference, and, and I believe that we we have um, a very good solution, and and not only that that, but I think it's the the service behind it. I think that's the, the biggest advantage. That I think that we have as an organization is the ability to really service the customer. Because if you're going to compete with uh, the big boys out there, and um, we all know who they are, it's it's um, it's the ability to created a customer experience that's second to none and, and and we certainly do that you know here at TruePay. i think it's a, it's a that's the biggest advantage that's where the rubber meets the road if it's up if i'm up against a deadline i've got to do payroll i've got to get hr um, um a project completed i've got to get things you know right and i need someone that um, i can get a hold of and i can get a hold of quickly and they know what they're talking about and at the end of the day that's what we do extremely well yeah the more support you have the less likely you are to be burned out. So that's oh, not absolutely true with your with your coworkers and supervisors. It's also true with all of those supporting partners. Um, so that's oh, yeah. more important than ever. Well, and I think too, we talked about other trends as well, but I think the quiet quitting um, uh, topic that we've um, talked about, I think is, is huge too. I think that uh, that goes back to the employee experience and and how that how they're being treated and. And, um, and again, back to, to management and how management's doing, and this could be a different, this could be a sub subject for another podcast too, but just some, some of the things that, you know, management is doing and how, how are they able to, you know, leader, you know, be, be, be a leader, but be a consistent leader and be a leader that communicates well. I think the communication part is so, so critical. Um, and even preparing for, for this, I think you're reading articles where it's a common theme. It's, it's something that, uh, um, a lot of organizations are struggling with, but I think it's 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 hard to it's hard to um, to do that when you're kind of disjointed and you have remote employees and you're to your point too earlier, David, about you know there's too much culture. Well, I'm jumping on a a morning huddle and I'm jumping on an afternoon huddle, and then you know I'm trying to trying to stay connected, but you know at the same time that's that's a challenge as well. I think it just it just comes down to and boils down to communication. It really does. Yeah, and and flexibility, I think, is part of that communication. Mm -hmm. Like you started off, I think, in the six and sixty, talking about 
that collaborative sort of having a boss that listens and that and that mm-hmm. collaborates with you. I think it needs to go both ways because uh, you need to be able to read your people and know um, who needs more of the culture, needs more of the communication, um, and who needs less, who's drowning in it because you're having 14 meetings a day and they've got so much work to do. And even though you think that those meetings are great for building teamwork and culture, they might be burning people mm-hmm. the hell out, right? So right. it's really right. knowing who needs what because it is going to be different for everybody. You know, it's a everybody. it's an ongoing joke that the answer to any question you ask HR is it depends. And in IO psychology, it's the same. <laughs> In any social science, any place where you're where you're working with people, it depends because you are never right. going to have an absolute truth, and you need to be true right. to the individual. Uh, we need to talk about equity, not equality, in the sense that everybody does not need the same thing. You need to figure out what each individual needs. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think it's even even you can boil it down to like even on the one on one meetings that managers have with their employees and just asking how they're adding it to your questions. Like, how how are you doing this week and what do you need from me this week? And, you know, how how are you feeling um, from a cultural standpoint? And just maybe a version of that kind of a question. What what do you need from me? You know, right. but me back to that service element. How can I help you this week and how uh, what are you struggling with? And you know, just maybe let, making it I mean, more on the, again, I'm coming from a sales perspective where, hey, you're, you're very numbers driven, right? So that's what sales is. But I think that, um, you know, also just taking a step back and saying, you know, what, what are you, how's, how are you doing personally? What's your personal life like? Um, what are you struggling with? And, and again, where can I pick up the slack for you? Where can I, as a manager, be able to, to help you? And again, just, just that alone, I think, can go a long way uh, in helping to develop a relationship with your with your, you know, direct reports and just making it uh, more of a, you know, that, that with the culture, the, the quiet quitting part, you just don't have to worry about that as much. And they're more, it just leads more to more engagement on the employee, employee side, I think. Right, right. So what are you seeing now? So in terms of the needs of um, these HR professionals, that on one hand, we went through the great resignation, which seems to have mm-hmm. peaked around March, 2022. Uh, with the mm-hmm. highest number of quits we've ever seen since since they've been tracked by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, the highest uh, number of job openings since they've been tracked by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's March, only a few months ago, really, yeah. right? Yeah. But now you turn around and 11,000 people are being laid off from Meta. Like, brand new breaking story. 11,000 people. Twitter just laid off half its people. And so you've mm-hmm. got this, um, you've got these layoffs that are that are really hitting hard now. Um, so what is it? Is it the employer employees market? Like what is happening here? Are, are you seeing people adding to their payroll or are you seeing them subtracting from their payroll? What is, what is happening right now? I, I think back to your earlier question or point it was it depends right i think it just depends on the organization i think it i've seen a lot of both i've seen um and we're, we're up here in northern indiana we're um, heavy manufacturing where where we're located a lot, a lot of this is kind of the rv capital of the world 
Um, and I think you're kind of seeing a little bit of both. I think you're seeing um, indus the industry uh, where there are um, a lot of people uh, being hired. And then I think you see a lot of people that you know might be taking time off as well, just because you know sales are slower. So it just really just depends on the inflation piece as well. Um, is, is certainly out there for a lot of us. And I think that um, it, it's, it's a very uncertain time. Um, I think that uh, we just kind of see, a, really just depends on the health of the organization, what they're doing. I know us, personally speaking, here at TruePay, we're, we're, we were in a higher mode, and now we're more of a um, looking to just evaluate what's going on. And I think in a lot of ways, we've hired those people, and now we're kind of in a stand pad, and you know, let's, let's kind of um, charge the mountain from here. But I think that um, I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of my contacts and, and people in the HR world are, are, I've seen a lot of both, um, to answer your question, just a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. The talk about uncertainty. It's, it's an interesting market, uh, to be in right now with a lot of, a lot of different needs. But one of the things that I find really interesting is that quite quitting, who was it? Uh, Greeley, this Greeley guy who posts, um, his, uh, TikTok coining the phrase quiet quitting. And in okay. March of this year, the same time that the Great Resignation peaks, we start talking about recession. We start with the layoffs and then quiet quitting becomes so dominant. We know through uh, historical research in uh, burnout that burnout, there's plenty of reactions to burnout. Some are to leave the job to leave the industry, sure. But mm -hmm. another way people react to burnout is quiet quitting or what in the late 80s was coined by Pines and Aronson as uh, dead wood, right? These dead wood employees were the ones that would do the mm -hmm. bare minimum. They would skate by. And so dead wood wasn't a great term. It was an academic sort of shot at a term and then we got a tiktoker mm -hmm. trying to <laughs> term it i don't like any of the terminology but it is this mm -hmm. sort of disengagement where people are there but they're really not putting in any of the extras um have you seen this this problem arising with your clients and has trupe helped them with any solutions or have you heard um what kind of solutions people have for this disengagement problem yeah, I, to be honest, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of it. It's more like hearing about it, yeah. you know, seeing it on TikTok or or you see it in every, a lot of the HR articles, you know, I kind of scan in the mornings with, you know, the HR, the Sherm website or just different HR websites. And it seems to be a, an overall arching theme um, out there. But I think, um, it, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it. I think, um from a solution perspective, I think it's just kind of, you know, we do offer solutions where we can go in and do some HR, you know, deep dives with um, the, the people in the organization and talk about their HR solutions and what's working and what's not working, being able to provide some best practices and consulting around that. But I think um, to, to answer your question, I haven't seen a whole lot of it, maybe here in where I'm located in Northern Indiana anyway, I haven't seen a whole lot of that. But um, I, I know that from, a, um, national perspective it is a, a big trend out there right now and again I, going back to the engagement employee engagement piece it's just engaging your employees and, and making them feel valued and in a lot of ways will help i think to alleviate alleviate a lot of that quiet quitting um you know dead wood so to speak part of um 
part of what's going on. So um, yeah. I think that's that's something that we're we're dealing with as a as a country too right now. Yeah, I I would mm-hmm. say the um uh, the the only thing more expensive than turnover is turnover intention, right? It's when mm-hmm. somebody wants to turn over, they want to quit, but they won't for whatever reason. Oftentimes you'll find this in high paying, sometimes high status positions where it's like the golden handcuff, right? They work so hard to make right. their way up the rung. So I do a lot of work with law firms and you see in in smaller law firms where, I mean, they were trendsetters when it came to burnout. Law, lawyers have right. been burning out forever, right? But uh, <laughs> But in smaller law firms, you see people exiting the law firm when they burn out, right? Or even exiting the practice of law. Um, I, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many, just in my personal life, how many, um, what, at, what they described, the, how they described themselves as um, recovering lawyers, I know who are now in completely different professions. My son's Spanish mm-hmm. teacher is a recovering lawyer. So, <laughs> so that's, that's very true with like smaller law firms, with larger law firms, where people are there and they're on partner track, when they burn out, they stick around. And then mm. they try coping with that without leaving the organization. And it's extremely detrimental for the organization and the individual um, with mm. reckless behavior, with alcoholism, drug addiction, um, extramarital affairs, um, uh, and, then, and then underperformance, not hitting hours. All sorts of things um, that come sure. out of of that. So with with uh, with quiet quitting, a lot of times it seems like there are people who can't leave. There's no easy option to leave. And as your groceries right. start doubling in price or tripling in price, it creates this environment where it's really hard to to leave suddenly. Uh, that job that sure a couple months ago people were leaving without anything else even lined up. Yeah, thinking about it, right. You know, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's a great, that's a fantastic point. Yeah, and I think, um, I, I was just going to add to that too. I think that maybe some way to alleviate that is just maybe a flexibility in in, in work schedules. I just think that could be a solution that um, companies offer. And I know that's something that we, we've talked about a lot um, over the last year or so, just with, you know, a limited PTO, right? Or just being able to, have those benefits that allow you to take a step back and, and evaluate and things. I think that's something that, you know, employees can, can, um, or employers can do for their employees. Maybe even, maybe even a suggestion is to like run a pilot around that and see if it makes sense to, you know, I think maybe even Chick-fil-A, I think and I may read an article like maybe a couple of weeks ago about going to a three day work week. Yeah. And so like a three, 10 hour, something like that. I just, um, you know, or, or four day work weeks that we've talked about and, and, and seen people, um, adopt that you know that could i think help alleviate a lot of these hr problems that we have is just having the ability to be flexible with your employees and just you know having solutions in place that allow them to um, do their best work then also allow them to avoid burnout quiet quitting and in the um you know looking for a way out i guess right 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 and i think the theme that i'm seeing come out of this conversation is this theme of collaboration and listening to your employees Mm -hmm. And, you know, change management 101 is that if you want to gain buy-in, which you need in order for any change initiative to be successful, you've got to gain buy-in 
by making the person part of the conversation and part of the solution. You, you mm-hmm. have to include your people in developing the solution. I can't tell you how many change initiatives I have been a part of where we have received extreme pushback from people, even though objectively it was 100% like a positive for the individuals involved. But there was pushback mm-hmm. because nobody wants to be changed. Nobody wants to be a pawn that you're saying, oh, I know what's best for you. I'm going to move you here or here. It's about, it's about engaging them in the conversation and the solution building. And if you can be flexible enough to help them define flexibility, right? Is that flexibility of time, flexibility of space, right. a little bit of both? Is it somebody who wants to work three days a week, if that means working 12-hour days those weeks? Is it somebody who um, would find that working three hour, three days a week would create more stress and they wouldn't be able to unplug mm. or, or they'd find it mm. more stressful? I think, I think it yeah. all comes back to that theme. That's such a great, such a great point, insightful point, because you're right. Flexibility is, means different things to different people. And, and, and um, you know, you're right. It could, it could add more stress to someone if they are only working a three day. I, I, I don't personally think that, I and mean, I would love something like that, but you're right. It just depends on the situation and, and the person and the individual. And, and it may, this may not work for everyone. Right. But again, that's just, and I think you're right. Going back to the overarching theme of, it's just collaboration and finding out whether through it's an employee survey or whether it's through um, just just one-on-one meetings, just being able to get to know how your employees tick and what their interests are, what make what makes them, what fuels them, and just being able to hopefully um, provide solutions that allow them to to stick around for a long time and do their and again do their best work. I think that's just that's just critical. It's just instead of having to worry about as managers, you know is someone going to leave or is someone looking or is um, there might be sliding in their work on this area. Just again, being able to being in the trenches with them is just massively critical. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I think we have time for like one last um, theme that we're seeing selfishly. I'd love to discuss uh, training and development that you had brought up um, off camera. What kind of yeah. trends are you seeing around this uh, learning and development, training and development um, uh, sort of need from employees? Uh, that's a great question. I think that um, from a solution perspective, I know we, I know at, at TruePay we offer a you know a learning management system that allows companies to um, create create a, an environment where they can have trainings and classes and over different topics and do that right from you know their their employee self-service module they're allowed to do um and grow and learn and, and be able to diff, just um take different classes as they need to but i think the training piece is huge i think that um a lot of organizations um miss the boat in, the, in this way i think they may they may have the training classes out there and then they're able to are they following through on those are they getting their employees engaged in that training process and, and development i think employees want to to grow i think they want to be developed um, and they want to continue to to move on in their career at, at their organization so i think an organization that you know has those trainings in place and development in place that also follows through on making sure that those uh, employees are um, are engaged in that entire process, learning from it, 
and being able to um, to put that into their into their day to day work, I think is just absolutely huge. I think it's just a it's a big um, area that a lot of a lot of people or a lot of HR directors are um, are really de- developing and adding as part of their arsenal. It's just the constant learning and development and, and, and employee growth uh, as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's um, often seen as sort of like a necessary tool, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. it's um, been recognized for what it also is in terms of this motivational piece for um, employees that over the over the um, uh, pandemic, people were feeling so extremely stagnant. And when we when we mm-hmm. feel burned out, it's like we want to take put less on someone's plate because we think of overload as the core of mm-hmm. burnout. But it's not actually it's only one element of it. It it really depends on what's being put on my plate, whether that's going to burn mm-hmm. me out or not. But this lack of growth is what caused so many people to resign um, in some of the prominent studies um, regarding uh, the great resignation, lack of training and development or lack of development opportunities was up there as the number one reason people left their job during the great resignation tied with pay. Mm-hmm. So um, offering these opportunities is a way to um, keep your people growing. They therefore do a better job for you. You're building right. a bullpen toward management and other roles and you're engaging them, right? It's like, it's a win, win, win. Uh, but too often, right. um, it's the first thing that we cut when we're feeling the squeeze financially um, or when we right. don't have enough people uh, on hand. And so it's it's super important to find ways to continuously incorporate that into your budget and into your schedule without overloading the budget or the schedule. So oh, sure. plug, if you want help with that, call me or Brian. We'll, <laughs> we'll work something out. But, but right. really, this is so essential. Oh, I think it's huge. And a real life example of that is um, from a sales perspective, um, we you know personal branding is a big topic we're all hearing about. I think we talked a little bit about this off air as far as having to try and build that part of your of your business of your of your 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 sales process and, and you, just having your your own personal brand. And I think that uh, that's huge. And part of what our sales team has gone through is a, as a personal sales um, or personal branding course where they're able to kind of develop their own personal brand and, you know, whether it be a podcast or whether it be writing or whether it be you know, different things that they can do to be able to, you know, out, out, um, get them to get their name out there. Right. And I think that's something you can add to just an example. We added it to our, didn't cost a whole lot, but I think it's, it's given our team a, you know, a sense of um, just a, a new way to be able to do their day-to-day work. And, and um, they, they've had fun with it. They've been able to do some things that, are really unique and different. And I think that's something that we can, um, but to your point, like it can be, it doesn't have to be personal branding. It can be whatever. Um, but just having that as an option is huge. Yeah. yeah. And I know some people would say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't send Brian out to train on, you know, personal professional development, uh, per- professional mm-hmm. branding. Otherwise he's going to do things like the water cooler and be picked up by one of the viewers <laughs> and they're going to want to hire him away from us. Right. But if you're not right. um, growing people 
uh, you know, to the extent that you're scared that they are becoming a hotter and hotter commodity that somebody's going to steal away from you, then you're doing it wrong. Keep doing it. Right. Keep developing those people and more people will seek out employment with you. And those people who were able to grow immensely and go work for, even if it's your competitor, those people are going to be think, thinking positively about your organization. And they're going to be yes. that, that reach that you have, um, this referral market. And, and there's just so much upside to having excellent people graduate from your organization. Right. And, and oh, sure. alumni of your organization um, that only have good things to say. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's, 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 that's very well said. And I think it's, again, absolutely critical. But it, it allows us as managers, though, to that's what we should be doing. We should be growing our employees and, and we should be um, helping them succeed in, in all areas. And, um, you know, you're 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 dead on. Absolutely. Well, Brian. This has been amazing. I'm sorry that my voice is like horrible. It wasn't that bad until I turned on the cameras and then we went live, right? Yeah. <laughs> Always. So, yeah. so Brian, I know after this conversation, people are going to want to be in touch with you. So if they turn on their camera and on their phone and just hover right over that QR code right above your head, that will take them directly to um, TruePay. So you can learn more about the TruePay's, the TruePay organization and, um, and more about what Brian and his team do. If somebody wants to get in touch with you directly uh, to tune into yeah. your podcast, what's the, what's the title of your podcast again? Well, I have a couple. Um, we do um, one here at TruePay called Inspired Insights. Uh, myself and Jeff McEwen, and uh, we co-host that and, and, and release one every other Thursday. Um, so we are in season three on that podcast. That's the one that's active right now. I did start one during the pandemic called Essential HR. Um, and you've been on both shows, David. I think you're the, probably the only one that's been on both shows. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, that is um, one that uh, is still out there and active as well if you want to learn more about, um, about us and what we do. Two great, uh, two great podcasts to check out. Very cool. Definitely do that. Um, connect with Brian LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, LinkedIn as well. Big on LinkedIn, um, Twitter as well. But uh, LinkedIn's primarily the one that I, I do the most. Yeah, um, check out his so, social media and tell him how his personal branding's going. That's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, absolutely, I want to thank you, Brian, for being on uh, the water cooler. It's been a long time coming. And I'm so happy that I could um, have you on uh, your years within HR. And I'm not calling you old, except your oldest daughter just got married, didn't she? So that's, she did. that's she crossing did. over into a new stage in life. That's a new a, stage of life, for sure. Yeah, you're officially <laughs> old now. Uh, but you're being so tenured within, within the HR world um, really brings so much wisdom um, and, and knowledge uh, that you were able to share with us today. And I think um, that that's incredibly valuable. And I hope that people learned a lot. Thank you all for viewing. If you weren't catching us live, but you're catching the replay, uh, please comment, ask questions. We'll be monitoring those over the next couple of weeks. And in two weeks, I hope that you can join me as we are joined by Rita Ernst. This is the day before Thanksgiving. So I thought 
uh, Rita Ernst, the positivity influencer, would be the best guest to have the day before Thanksgiving to discuss gratitude and positivity in a disrupted world. Um, so I hope that you can uh, catch us then. That's two weeks from now, uh, the Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Brian. See you next time.